This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Here's the scenario. You've been injured in a serious accident. The doctor says your recovery could take months, maybe even years, yet your insurance company is denying your claim every step of the way. If something like this happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. We have offices in Toronto, London, Peterborough, and now Kitchener-Waterloo. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Pretty bad. Samson Folk here with the Raptors Reaction Podcast. And yes, if you're thinking, wow, I'm being subjected to a lot of losing by my Toronto Raptors right now. Yes, you are. It's a tough scene missing Van Vliet, Ananobi, Siakam. Still now sitting at 17 and 22 on the season after a 23-point loss to the Bulls wherein the defense was significantly better for large portions of the game. Well, better than it was against the Hornets, I should say. And the offense really struggled to get off the ground in a lot of ways. When they're so shorthanded like this, as it was the case for last game, it's hard to have concrete takeaways outside of... There's a few concrete things, right? As Kyle Lowry is pulling a lot of weight. He's still doing a commendable job of running the team with the talent, with the on-court talent there. And secondly, Norman Powell is doing an awesome, awesome job of scoring the basketball. 32 points when a defense is keyed into you, onto you, whatever, into, onto, whatever it is, probably onto. That's impressive. And doing it at almost 60% shooting from the field. The Bulls are not a defensive terror by any means, but Powell especially in this game, not really relying on the three-point shot. Sure, he took a bunch, but he didn't make that many. His ability to punch gaps on offense, create a little bit for himself off the dribble, and be advantageous and opportunistic in transition, that's big time. He did a fantastic job of driving his own offense, and something that's happened with the three Van Vliet, OG, and Pascal out is the burden of creation has been a lot higher on Norm, to be sure. And the the playmaking has come up a little bit. Now, does that mean that he's the Raptors should diverge all the possessions that would go to Fred, OG, and Pascal to Norm when they get back? No, I just think it's a nice little thing that's developed. Can it be done in, in smaller pieces, in a smaller package? Like Norm, his usage percentage will probably drop a, you know, a fair degree once those three players come back. And... Can he, with lower usage, still play make at a similar level? That'll be interesting to see because there's been some nice dump-off passes, been a couple nice swing passes, and just nice heady plays that are being made by Norm. 
This is the best stretch of his career. He should be commended for it. Bravo to you, Norm. Scoring the ball at this level in the NBA is not easy. It's a very valuable thing. Keep doing your thing, man, because you're a fantastic player and you're you're doing a lot of work out there, and I see you. And a credit to the Bulls, obviously, for the way that they performed tonight. The Raptors overloading on Zach Levine and the Bulls making the requisite passes. But they had, I think, nine guys in double digits. Levine, Markinen, Williams, Sadoransky, Thad, Kobe White, Porter Jr., Denzel Valentine, Wendell Carter Jr. They all were over 10 points. They all had double digits. And they had a lot of assists in this one, too. 35. That's huge. That's a lot of assists. And when the Raptors are overloading the strong side and they're blitzing a lot of actions and the Bulls are making really good passes, they're going to pass themselves into great looks. And they didn't force feed Levine because that's what, you know, that's what the offense dictates. Like you need Levine to be the guy who scores. No, they just went to more of an egalitarian offense and they shredded the Raptors with the pass. That's not something that should be underrated. And this was the first game, I'm pretty sure, where they went with Thad Young and Thomas Sadoransky in the starting lineup. So for the Bulls, I think that's probably encouraging that they made a change and they played a pretty good brand of basketball, although the Raptors obviously losing or not losing, but not having Pascal, OG, or Fred is a really big deal. Three of the top players, three out of the top four, I would say, on the team are missing for what the fourth game in a row fifth maybe and it's just tough sledding out there the raptors as long as the core guys are missing they're going to struggle this is just how it's going to work out the offense is lacking a severe amount of punch the ball is going to a couple places right now it's going to norman powell to create his own offense at a much higher clip than he has been at any other point in his career and once again, credit to him for doing so, or it's going to Kyle Lowry to try and create for everybody else on the floor. Norm with some creation for the other players just based on being able to break down the defense, but the Raptors as currently constructed with all these injuries, with the COVID protocol, they're just super reliant on transition. If they can't play make defensively to get out in transition often enough, they're going to have to play in the half court. And as we saw, even simple things like a Kyle Lowry Yuta Watanabe pick and pop, Yuta is popping, and Lowry throws a pocket pass because he assumed that Yuta was going to dive. And just things like that are happening a bunch of times over and over, and every there's new people in new positions all over the place, and the Raptors do not have a lot of talent at the end of the bench. They're kind of duct taping the roster together because a lot of the money is tied up, and We've had guys like Serge, Mark, and Danny Green, and Kawhi Leonard all were assets on the team previously, all left without recouping any of the assets. There was nothing that came back. A lot of teams will get assets back when the player leaves. The Raptors, four really big, important players left. And if you want to say what the asset they recouped is a championship— Totally, yes, and that means a lot to everybody, and that's the most important thing. But going into the future, how are you rebuilding the team? They've been duct-taping the back end of the roster because they haven't been able to draft a lot of top-end talent or anything like that. And that's showing a little bit, I think, at the end of these games or just in the the lulls of the games where 
previously you would have had first round draft picks like Pascal or Delon Wright or Norm. Well, Norm was second round pick, I think 46th overall, to be quite honest. But and Jakob Pertl and those types of guys would have big games randomly when they were bench players, when they're coming off the bench. Like, didn't Norm go to the line 24 times against the Pacers? And Delon Wright had a bunch of 20 and 10 games when he got his opportunities. And on the roster, that's really not happening right now for the Raptors. And yes, obviously, the Raptors, it's a younger Kyle Lowry back then too. So maybe Lowry is helping bring those guys along to some degree at a, maybe a more a heavier pace than he's currently capable of now. Who's to say? But the cupboard is a lot more bare than it has been in the past. The Raptors are in a transitional mode right now. And they're they're in a really tough spot because they clearly want to compete. But half the roster has been robbed of that right now. And they just don't get to come out on the court and play. It's very, very tough. And Chicago, I mean, they played a great game tonight. Credit to them. Thomas Sadoransky, Thaddeus Young in the starting lineup, as I said, adding a lot more structure to their defense, I think. And the Raptors having a really hard time punishing them for that. And when you go there, I think between like 25 and 28% from downtown, the Raptors, the rim pressure has been a problem when they're healthy this year. And in a game like this, it's basically just Lowry and Powell. Guys aren't going to punch gaps in the half court. So you're going to be taking a lot of threes. And even the guys who are playing right now aren't really quick trigger guys besides maybe Terrence Davis, but Stanley Johnson... Paul Watson, DeAndre Bembry, they they and Yuta Watanabe, none of those guys pull from downtown. Not really. But Terrence Davis, Chris Boucher, Henry Ellenson, and Matt Thomas, I think those guys are willing shooters. But their ability to get open ranges. There's a big range there because Thomas has had a lot of trouble getting a shot off at the NBA level. Uh, Terrence Davis had a middling game in this one, obviously, maybe worse than middling. And Chris Boucher continues to put up numbers. He always will. He finds lots of opportunities to make things work on offense. That's great. And yeah, the Baines thing too. Baines is just, he's not well equipped to help out this roster given his current strengths. He is fine. He's a fine player and he'll be a fine backup. I presume the Raptors will let that second year, they're going to, turn that down. I'm pretty sure there's a team option for the second year of his contract. I think he'll be a free agent this offseason and he'll probably become a backup somewhere and I think he'll do a fine job at it. Honestly, truly, I think he will. And it's just starting on this team, he does not provide enough of what the Raptors need. It's a tough fit and you know, some things on the Raptors have made that a little bit tougher like Pascal Siakam not shooting the three as well this year makes that a tougher fit. But also Aaron Baines not shooting the three well this year. It's just these things, they stack on top of each other. They make it really tough. But it's not like he's no longer an NBA player. It's just, it's tough right now. And the Raptors against the Bulls, it was tough the whole game. They basically, behind the whole game, couldn't get the offense going outside of a couple small runs. But for the most part, lagging behind. They got into the bonus with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. That didn't bear any fruit because they just gave up a huge run of transition threes to the Bulls. When Denzel Valentine is putting you in the grave, that's bad news bears. That's not what you want at all. And yeah, 
it's tough for the Raptors. There's there's not a lot they can do. The roster is missing a lot of the talent. And the Bulls, the better team, the better roster headed into this game. The Raptors on the second night of a back-to-back. And that's why Norm Powell, man, so much credit for the work he put in offensively because can't be easy. That's a lot of expended energy, I think. And man, continues to floor me. Well done, Norm. Did your damn thing. The Raptors trying to do theirs, but ultimately coming up short against the Bulls. That loading up the strong side and the Bulls, they picked it apart. And good for them. That's what you're supposed to do. The Bulls, they're rewarded for their starting lineup decision. And Billy Donovan and co, they make it work versus the Raptors. If you're a Bulls fan, you probably like to see it a lot. Okay. The Reggie Evans Award. I'm giving it to Norma Powell. I just think effort. There was so much work involved in what he did tonight. Very happy with it. I talked about it at length already, but he's the guy for me. He gets the Reggie Evans Award. Okay. Top quick reaction comment from Chilango. Quote, any chance we can slip a package of bills to Silver and have him keep Fred, OG, and Pascal out for another few weeks in the COVID protocol? We are in 11th place, and if the league did that, we could have a successful tank without selling our souls. He'd be taking it out of our hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hate me, I don't care. Remember when San Antonio lost Robinson for the season and did so bad they got to draft him, Duncan, creating a dynasty? Suck this year, draft a stud, and next season have all our stars back, end quote. Okay. This is... One of the biggest things, right, is in this era of basketball, and obviously nobody has ever had the tank work as well or as flawlessly as the Spurs. That is like the 99th percentile situation. It just worked perfectly, and credit to them. And credit to the Spurs now, because without a high pick, they've actually built a very nice cupboard of assets. You know, Keldon Johnson, who they got because of the Kawhi Leonard trade with the Raptors pick, they get Kelton Johnson. Lonnie Walker is nice. Derek White is nice. DeJounte Murray is nice. Devin Vassell is nice. Jakob Pertl is nice. And DeMar had a real, real case for an all-star candidacy this year. He's He's been awesome. And Patty Mills and Rudy Gay, those guys are awesome coming off the bench. It's a super impressive squad. But yes, the Raptors, do they tank, fade for Cade? Mobley is, you know, kind of an analog. No, not an analog. He's comparable to Anthony Davis in some ways. A very, very smart draft person told me that he thinks Mobley is actually a better prospect than Anthony Davis. So that doesn't mean he is necessarily, just that he's flashing a lot of potential. And yeah, it's it's a very, very interesting situation because the draft is supposed to be so good this year. It's vaunted. But I don't think the Raptors... I, I agree. What you're saying is if OG, Fred, and Pascal are out for like a few more weeks, obviously things are going to get really hairy really fast. But even if the Raptors were to trade Norm and Kyle, that threesome of OG, Fred, and Pascal probably still going to get you to too many wins to be in, a, in the running for that top pick. Even top three, probably. But it's it's interesting. The the tanking stuff, I always think, is it's fun for teams that aren't doing very well because you get to dream of all these sexy draft picks that project and turn into all these incredible players. And you're like, I'm just going to be a little bit patient. And there's a huge payoff down the road. And the Raptors haven't been 
you know, near the top of the draft for a long time. A lot of people like being fans where you can look forward to draft picks and be like, oh my God, are we going to get the guy? So that's an aspect of fandom outside of the games that maybe some people want. They haven't had it in a little while, but winning games is probably the the nicest and most fun thing. But Jalango, thanks for writing in. Hope you enjoyed the game. Hope you enjoy, you know, crossing your fingers for the collusion with Adam Silver. Uh, something to look forward to, perhaps. But that's it for me, Samson Folk. Leaving the podcast and you with me. But thanks for tuning in, whether you got into it in the morning or at night. Have a blessed day and goodbye.